Hey, everybody. Welcome to Edge of Wonder with Ben and Rob. Did you hear that the world's largest buried treasure hall was discovered? Yeah, it's being called the Holy Grail of Shipwrecks. Now there's an international money grab unfolding over the $20 billion of silver, gold, and jewels expected to be brought to the surface. And the question is, who will win it all? Colombia, the United States, or another party? Speaking of treasure halls, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Speaking of treasure halls, we also uncovered a really bizarre true story. It's got pirates, a buried bounty, a treasure map, and a secret code that will have you questioning whether the Seychelles government knows more than it lets on. Right. So was The Goonies actually a documentary? Well, join us tonight as we as we reveal it all. So we'll see you out on the edge. And if you're listening to our Edge of Wonder podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or elsewhere, please leave us a five star rating and review to help us reach even more people. Ben's got the Micro Machines Man thing going on right now. <laughs> and remember to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you're watching us on all the streaming platforms. So, Well, hey, before we get started, I'd like to give a shout out to Emmy Chu. She said she's having a rough time. Please pray for my dad, who's in the ICU right now. Oh, man. I think he'll be okay, but he's very sick. Well, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And speaking of thoughts and prayers, we're going to be doing a uh, meditation at the end of the show. Right. So we'll definitely hold a thought for your dad and hopefully everything will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, uh, welcome to the show. Um, it's nice to be in person. We're not always in person these yeah, days. It is nice when we are together. Well, and, and it's you guys like it. And it's nice to be in person when we found the Holy Grail of shipwrecks, honestly. <laughs> So tell me about this, because I, I didn't really look too much into it, but $20 billion. I mean, holy cow. I can I can, I can only imagine it would just be a massive yeah. uh, booty. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> so many people would be trying to like, OK, I mean, one. I mean, people have like risked their lives, like, I mean, literally died over just trying to find one million dollars. I can't even imagine 20. Billion it's true. Dollars, right. It's true. I mean, like, where is this thing? Should we go look for it? So basically, this article is called The Holy Grail of Shipwrecks to be Raised from the Deep Along with $20 Billion of Treasure. So this ship called the San Jose, it was sunk by the British Navy in about 1708 um, off the port of, um, just make sure I pronounce this right, but uh, Cartagena in Colombia. Now, this thing sunk and it will be recovered. As a matter of urgency, Columbia says, who probably doesn't have the most money. So, so it's sunk in 1700, but it's a matter of urgency right now. <laughs> yeah, because, well, Ben, there's a matter of urgency to get $20 billion into the pockets of as many politicians as possible, probably. <laughs> so it's thought that there, check this out. It's thought that on this ship, there were 200 tons of silver, emeralds, and 11 million gold coins. 11 million gold coins. Now, you know, one of those gold coins like if that's an ounce of gold, they're worth thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, yeah. I, I like one. Well, one ounce of gold is rough, roughly like two thousand dollars, right? So yeah. If it is one ounce of a coin that's worth one ounce, isn't or millions of them? That's a lot of money. Lots of money. Yeah. Lots and, and lots of money coming up. And now, not let alone the the emeralds alone. Right. You know? So now this was a this ship was a sixty two gun three masted galleon ship. There were 600 sailors on board. All but 11 went down with the ship. So their bodies were definitely eaten by the creatures of the sea. Yeah. 
safe to say, not to be gross. Now, it sank transporting plundered gold, precious stones, and metals from the Americas back to Spain. Um, now, this is where it gets kind of funny because this Colombian president, uh, Juan Manuel Santos, said in 2015 when the wreck was discovered that the treasure is the most valuable that has been found in the history of humanity. Right? Right. I mean, if we're talking about $20, million, $20 billion, yeah, I can, I can imagine that. Right. That is a whole lot of money. So, and what's crazy too is like this is only 3,100 feet below the surface. It's not that deep. It's perfectly preserved. Um, will be brought above water before this guy, President Gustavo Petro's term ends in 2026. So he he's mm -hmm. wanting he wants to leave a legacy for himself. You can tell, right? Mm -hmm. Now, again, it gets kind of weird here because the U.S. salvage team, which is called Glockamora, says they located it in 1981. They're the ones that located it. So uh, they're kind of claiming ownership over this find. Right. I mean, technically, if it's in the ocean, national waters, I mean, you could, if you found it. It's yours. It, technically, it is. It's yours. It, it, yeah, it gets, there's all a lot of like weird bureaucratic crap that gets involved. Yes. Because there's these, whatever, you know, it's like, like we're, we're, we're talking about the Colombian government, right? Exactly. Now, right? So. Okay. So. The, the Colombian government, of course, disputes the claim that they found it in 1981. They say that they found it with divers in 2015 mm. in a different location, which remains secret. Now, Glacamora, yeah, it claims it it's owed 10 billion. Now, the guys that originally found it claim that they're owed 10 billion by the Colombia government because it handed over coordinates to them to find it in the first place. Now that's half of the 20 billion because, Hey, we found it for you guys. At least do us, you know, have a little bit of respect for the fact that we found this mm -hmm. now. They, because the Colombian government is refusing, of course, like <laughs> of course. conveniently refusing yeah. like, Oh, they found this. We better, uh, do, you know, basically say that this, these guys didn't find it. We'll claim it for ourselves and we'll get all of the money. Right. So Glockamora is suing for half the treasure. This is also very weird. This arbitration case is being heard in London. Why London? That is weird. No, like this actually is almost weirder than the entire story of 20 billion being well, found it's like, at where, sea. Where else? You know, I mean, this, this is you could have like where where would you have something like this? We're talking about America mm -hmm. claiming something and then the Colombian government claiming something. Why does London or the UK have jurisdiction over anything? Maybe it's because they're they're completely out of it outside of this. But then have why not have it in Switzerland? Switzerland mm -hmm. is a place where that happens yeah, a lot. Yeah, I don't know. But isn't it strange that everyone, these conspiracy theorists all over the world claim that the that the that the bank of the entire world is in London? That London that is the is. bank of the world. Yeah. And then you have them being the ones that are have jurisdiction over like that is ridiculous. Like, why would we why would any American like view a ruling by the British government or the London government, whatever you want to call it, as being legitimate over a claim like this? Right. 
super strange well and, and on top of that like who, so who did you say was the rep like is the the rep is the colombian government the ones that are trying to pull up the the ship yeah okay they want to go and take the 20 billion for themselves yeah i mean that well and it also depends on the contract okay so i mean this is this is where it gets really weird right because if you are like if i have a company that scavenges ships and looks dives or looks for shipwrecks and whatnot, you know, and then you're a government saying, Hey, so you have to look at the contract. Right. And I'm sure this is what the, the judge is going to be looked at. What was the original contract contract right. that was signed? You know, how did it say that we, you would get part, but I, who knows if, if they thought it was like $20 billion or not, but obviously they know they have a rough estimate of how many coins are there and what's there, even though they haven't seen it yet. They just know the location. But then it's also weird because the Colombian government said it was in a different location from what. Well, what and really, if you're the guys on, on the Glockamora and you're like, well, we've got to tell the Colombian government by rights, maybe it's theirs. So, hey, just do us the favor of giving us half because that's that's what's normal. And they're like, what? Oh, they go out there to check it out. They find it and they're like what ship we didn't find a ship it would probably go to ukraine anyway so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> very true 20 billion is a drop in the it's ocean like, oh wait wait that's not, isn't that doesn't that belong to us right no really i'm kind of surprised that um you know i mean you would have to keep this location so secret because a lot of people would then try to i'm i'm sure there's actually people trying to find it right now actually but you know it's like three thousand feet deep is very like for people like us that's really 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 deep no, but when you think about like where the titanic is which is i think twelve thousand yeah. twelve thousand feet deep mm -hmm. which is actually and it's on a uh near kind of like a huge cliff thing yeah too, and and it's not that easy to get to um yeah if this is just kind of like flat ocean bottom it would probably be i mean it's a little now especially like three thousand feet is a lot but it's not a whole lot for like a government who has the resources to do something like that so okay really so again the colombian government here says that the the minister says the government's team visited the coordinates given by the company and found no trace of the San Jose. Mm -hmm. Spain and Bolivia's indigenous, uh, uh, forgive me for pronouncing this wrong, Caracara Nation claims ownership of this as well. <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to Yeah, they <laughs> say the Spanish forced their people to mine the metals used in the treasure, so now it's theirs. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, realistically, they should just probably divide it up to... Yeah, I mean, that would probably make the most sense. It's so old anyway. Well, didn't they say $7 billion would end world hunger? Yeah, I mean, so then technically, why don't, why that, don't you that, just use that, that? is what they said. Yeah. Just put it back into the world, right? In world hunger, which we know is not actually going to happen with $7 billion. But that's what they, you know, tried to do. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, though, that like all the politics that go into this stuff when somebody finds something mm -hmm. you know who's going to be honest about any of that for real not when the colombian <clears throat> government has access to 20 20 billion <laughs> 20 billion under the water right there yeah 20 billion where i'm sorry where and where did the sink again it sunk 
Do they, I mean, they're not going to say exactly where, but yeah. Um, off the port of oh, Carta Cartagena. So it was sunk by the British Navy. Maybe that has something to do with why it's in London. Mm, but maybe not. More likely know. that it has to do with yeah, I mean, this highly happened, conspiratorial things. It happened so long ago. This was still in, I mean, yeah, this is when it, when the world was still at war with each other. So, hmm. Yeah, 1708. It's yeah. a long time ago. 600 sailors. That's a lot of people. It's a lot. And they had 62 gun, three masted gall galleon ship. It's a big ship. <clears throat> really, it's just essentially a graveyard at this point. But why would they sink if they knew that that gold was on there? Why would they sink it? If they could get like the idea would be to take over the ship to get all of the funds, get all of the gold. Right. Why sink it? I don't know. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe just thought it was a, a warship. Maybe that, that could be, or maybe they, I don't know. Maybe they tried. Do we have anything on that? It'd be interesting. Why they sunk this? Why did the Brits sink the ship in the first place? Because it had tons and tons of many billions of dollars on it. Well, by our standards now, <laughs> millions back then. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to try to figure that out. What? Oh, you found it. Yeah, it was sinking a battle. Just south of Cartagena, laden with gold, silver, emeralds, worth about seventeen billion. Gosh, that's a lot. I mean, that could have been a whole country's wealth on that ship, or many countries' wealth. Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, twenty billion in today's dollars. I don't even know what that would be like. I mean, so countries in the past. I don't think even could imagine they, that wealth. The fleet encountered a British squadron. Um, there was a big, there was a, uh, there was a battle known as Wager's Action. During the battle, the powder magazines of San Jose detonated, destroying and sinking the ship with most of her crew and the gold, silver, emeralds, and jewelry collected in the South American colonies yeah. to finance the Spanish King's War effort. Hopefully, you can hear Lindsay. You guys, I don't know if they can hear you, Lindsay. So yeah. we'll see on the on the comments yeah. if they can. But, um, man, there's so many shipwrecks that are around the world that have so much money. I mean, people make this like a, a living. Really. Yeah, they that's really what they do. do. I mean, it's dangerous. Like, it's highly dangerous because oh, of all dangerous. of the different players that come in to play. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it, as soon as there's money somewhere, all, like, so many crazy people get, get like, involved, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, let's watch a trailer. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about more buried treasure. It's going to be pretty cool. From heroes fighting fanged serpents in mythical legends to ancient maps and drawings documenting colossal beasts. The thing where so many people have gone there and wow. died. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Lindsay is... Ben and I were in a deep conversation about... <laughs> Buried treasure. Okay. Take two. Take. From heroes fighting fanged serpents in mythical legends to ancient maps and drawings documenting colossal beasts to modern movies revealing a history we were never told. Could the truth about the Leviathan be out there? Very deep. 
beneath the waves of time? With its untold depths, couldn't the sea keep alive such huge specimens of life from another age? This sea that never changes, while the land masses undergo almost continuous alteration, couldn't the heart of the ocean hide the last remaining varieties of these titanic species for whom years are centuries and centuries millennia? Tales of deep-sea monsters go far beyond a quote from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Join Edge of Wonder for a deep dive into the cryptids of the abyss. Well, hey guys, you can find that series over on Rise TV. It's a whole massive series that we did about six episodes, I think, in total, all about the weirdness and strange things in the sea, from like Loch Ness Monster to the Kraken to um, even like how Aleister Crowley's involved and all kinds of things. So come over to Rise TV to support our work, and you can watch that series along with so many other series that we have and we just got a bunch more that we're going to be oh yeah um dropping over the next month or month or two so you find that all on rise tv so okay let's see where were we well we were just kind of finishing up this story about the colombian um crazy shipwreck with the 20 billion dollars of treasure and now we're going into the island with 100 million hidden that's 123.12 million mm-hmm. um pounds, even pounds pounds well it says dollars here yeah 100 yeah. about roughly 125 oh yes 100 million pounds 100 and roughly 125 yes. million us dollars. apologies for the confusion there <laughs> so um this is a bbc thing the article here it says the legend says that pirate treasure worth more than $123 million is buried on an Indian Ocean island. Now, we were just talking about this, but like the curse of Oak Island has been Oak on all island. day. Yeah. In um, that is on the History so Channel. Fascinating. But there's so many shows already that they've done on that, but it's still very fascinating concept well and you were you were saying that like on oak island it's like people search for the money pit has ended in death like multiple times right so many yeah a lot of people have died i guess like six or seven people have died yeah, like, that's there was why some... they call it the curse of oak island because mm. so many people have died trying to find that treasure and and there's like speculation whether it actually exists or not because no one really actually... ever seen it really. yeah i mean people have found I, I i could be wrong on this but i think people have found small things here and there throughout the years mm-hmm. but nothing like the actual holy grail treasure that they've been looking for do you think i have a question for you ben like mm-hmm. do you actually think that buried treasure can be cursed it's a really good question um because there's still there's I apparently still treasure this. even in the pyramids now yeah that, it's true I, they I, haven't I, recovered I, yet I, and i you know, it's like the thing, it, I think it depends on the manner of who buried it, how it was buried, and then like um, 
how they died. So mm. did, if they died trying to protect the treasure, you know, then it's kind of like, or if they're like obsessed with it after death, you know, mm. then I think there could actually be something going you on. You mean the, 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 the person who originally you mean you think they can be obsessed with it after death and yeah. this causes a curse yeah, that's yeah, really interesting. yeah yeah i think it is very likely depending on but also like who's finding it and everything else but then it's like when you think about pirates most of them are stealing it from somebody else anyway right <laughs> so, so, so it's, it's kind like, of like you screwed over how many people yeah. even to get it onto your ship yeah so i think this is where it gets complicated um but you know, also like in, in in death, it's like who really cares? Like, what what can you really do with with money anyway? I mean, even if you're on a de desert, like let's say you're you you were lost on a desert island and you found one billion dollars, like really, what what's that going to do? <laughs> it's not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you're I mean, going to start trying to eat. You're the, gold. the richest person, uh, you know, and that have like half of the the hemisphere of the world there, but you with can't you, nowhere to spend <laughs> yeah. it. Well, what are you going to do, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like. If anyone comes there, you could be like, hey, I'll give you whatever for food. You know, it's like here, here's a million dollars just for like a, you know, fried chicken or something. <laughs> so, so I mean, they probably would trade that for that. Yeah. So I, I think it really depends on, on a lot of factors. Now, I think the shipwreck things are to me a little bit more. I mean, because really it is a graveyard. When, when you think about these shipwrecks, how many people have, because I mean, it's a little different than buried treasure, right? Mm. Buried treasure is like, okay. I mean, a lot of people were burying their treasure because they, they didn't want one. They didn't want to get captured by pirates and then have everything confiscated from them. There wasn't like banks back in the day. At the, I mean, there kind of was yeah, like the Rothschilds yeah. kind of found the banks, but a lot more people on. kept their money mm -hmm. individually. Right. right. So they, they would like bury their, 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 especially if you're traveling on boat a lot and then you would, you know, that's why treasure maps are kind of important because you, you don't want to forget where you buried it, you know? Um, and then you got to bury it someplace that people wouldn't know about, especially like a deserted Island is the best place to, to have it. I think that's why there's so many. Well, and you're a, if you're a captain and you know mm -hmm. where certain islands are, you're then going to, it does make sense why these islands would be used because no one can access it. Only you can access it. Or, or like and other then, ships, but even if they land there, they're not going to have any idea that, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like there. the best safety deposit box on the planet. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Especially at that time when, you know, people didn't travel as or much. trust anyone or trust people as yeah. much either. So, yeah, but I think like on a sunken ship, like something like this, where you have like 600 people that died on, on this one that we were just the last one that we were talking about, the Columbia aspect of it and things. That's the ones that really kind of like make me think because yeah, I mean, that is essentially a graveyard. All these people died and mm. I'm sure yeah, like 600 people. Yeah. Almost. And I'm sure there's like still ghosts lingering, you know, in, in this. It, it, so the area yeah, you think might even be haunted that it, area it very well could be, you know, and we don't think about it in the sense with the water aspect in the ocean, mm. but when you really like, yeah. Cause I mean, Maybe that's why there's a lot of certain accidents that happen, you know, that, that's another factor involved, you know, it's just like these kind of lost souls that are like drifting within the ocean itself or in that area. Um, so it's really, really, really hard to say for sure. But I, I would definitely be a little bit skeptical of anything 
at this point i would find like you know it's like oh this was like retrieved from a from a from like a ship or whatever in fact actually my mom does have a cross that was found it was from a shipwreck from like the 1600s and it was um they recovered it and then like you can buy like now that you can buy it in stores and things like that especially like is it haunted i don't think so it's actually it actually has a cross and it's like you know jesus on the cross it's from like 1600s the catholic yeah so it's and it was like you know something like that i i mean i think if you found like a gold coin or something i think that the things are a little bit more challenging is if like you personally had like a ring that, or or mm. some kind of necklace or something mm. that was like yours not just like a gold coin right but like something that 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 was like personally yours and then you died and then like someone takes that same piece and is wearing it or something then i think that could be oh you know and it really, it's really you mean because the person who owned it before almost still owns it <clears throat> And so somebody or, else is wearing it and there could be some memory from that. That's yes. in the and actually, object. It was really interesting because um, in the early 2000s, I had this one necklace that I wore all the time and I bought it somewhere somewhere and it had like a moonstone gem in it and some other things, some design or something. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But anyway, it was really interesting because one of my friends who was very in tune with all of this, as soon as she saw it, she was like, oh, somebody had that died. And I was like, what? You know, but she's like, no, don't worry. I just feel, I feel very good from it. Like they're not, you know, they don't like, they're not attached to it or anything, but, it, but someone, the person, the previous owner did die, you know? And I was like, that's really weird. And I, I think I asked the person where I bought it from and it turned out it was like, oh yeah, this woman died. And then it's like all this jewelry and everything she owned was like sold mm. in auctions. So, so it's another thing, you know, cause that's a very common thing. Like when, when people die, there's signatures on it. It's yeah, and I, I mean, well, all this stuff goes to auctions usually. People buy all this jewelry, but it's like, yeah, I still think that there is this energy because, especially if something you valued and every day you're thinking about it, putting this energy into that, whatever that item is. So I still think it could have that energy from the previous mm. owner, but I think it, I, I you know, granted, when, when we die, like the whole point is to, not to be attached to these worldly mm. things, you know? Right. But, you know, so I, I think it's in most cases you're probably fine, but other cases, like if you're really obsessed with some kind of treasure and you mm. die and you just don't want to let go, like the, the and like you mentioned the, the Egyptian aspect mm. with the Pharaohs, you know, right, and that's right. why I think everything is cursed there because it's like they were supposed to take that when they go on to their next life. Mm. So people go in there and are taking everything and it's like, well, they also this is like, you know, specifically with the Egyptians, they put hieroglyphics and certain signs and spells in there mm -hmm. that anyone that would touch true. that would be cursed for whatever reason. Right. So they're they're actually like whether you believe in these things or not, when those signs are up and they've they've basically tried to weave that into this entire ceremony, it becomes something potentially that we can't understand. And then people go and tamper with it and they end up paying the price because, and you know, like they've explained, they all try to explain it all away. Like all of these articles, like when they, when they disturbed King Tut's tomb, you know, they all died of this like mysterious disease over a period of time. Yeah. 
hundred percent. None of no one can explain it. And, yeah. but they're like, but it's not a curse. It's not a curse. Because curses don't exist. <laughs> right. But we can't explain why these people died. Well, it was like, oh, it was just this, the, 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 the air, like the King Tut specifically. It yeah. Was like, oh, it was oh, the air. It wasn't the curse. Micros in, in the air. And yeah. that's what caused them to get sick. And certain ones had cancer or whatever, but it's like, it's still a curse. No matter how you look at, they still die. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. Every single you one. You can't of them. explain this one it's away. Like, if they didn't go in there, they wouldn't have died. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that's kind of how you can look at it. But um, yeah. So I think I think this could very well be two different kind of things that we're talking about. You know, one, it's like okay, this is this person died. This king, you know, King Tut. Everything's intact. Like he's supposed to carry his jewels with him. Something like a shipwreck, but it's also possible that some people might want it to be found, or people who died, you know, mm. that are still lingering around. To like, it's kind of like, hey, I want to be remembered. You know, I don't want to just be like buried in sea. I would like them to find this and have finally a home that I can like you know put it in and rest. So mm -hmm. so maybe that's why more recently, especially with technology, we are able to find more of these things and why a lot more of them are coming up. So I think there could be both scenarios. So I think it just kind of depends on, I think it really comes down to in, in the individual person. You know, if you're buying something out there, you know, mm. like what you kind of feel, if it's like, wow, this is kind of like, it's like, you know, you pick up something and you feel kind of like get a shock from it almost or yeah. something, you know, you're like, okay, I'm not going to get this, you know, but mm -hmm. if something else you're gravitated towards and you're like, I just feel really positive about this, you know? So I think it really kind of, um, depends on you know but this whole thing with well okay yeah sorry so let's get let's get that i'll have you <clears throat> say more of like this hunt the 125 million dollar uh yeah so we'll go through this story and then mm -hmm. i actually have some i want to add to kind of what you're saying so mm -hmm. you guys hold on and we'll or, have, or i mean if you want to no no we'll continue let's, on let's, this conversation i i just didn't want to let's go through this first and then track. and then we'll go right into it so the island with 100 million pounds hidden, which is, again, 123.12 million. Um, legend says pirate treasure worth more than $123 million is buried on an Indian Ocean island. Although the region is thought to be littered with hidden treasure, this one is said to be the Holy Grail or the world's biggest booty haul. Hmm. Okay, now, um, accounts passed down on islands of the seychelles in la reunion did i pronounce that right no one knows <laughs> treasure hunters reginald herbert cruz wilkins aka treasure man to the seychelles people hunted it for 27 years until his death in 1977 his son john inherited the nickname and the quest now here oh, inherited the nickname yeah from his dad treasure man treasure man so yeah. like this is i mean this dude spent his 27 years of his life looking for us and then he, yeah. and he died you know and he never really well he passed it down to his son yeah so now his son's taken but then the... it's like so in some aspect it's almost like the curse is becomes the obsession yeah in some in kind some of things with this you know or you know it depends because if you're just well we can get into this after yeah, but let's yeah, go yeah. through this let's, so let's here's the tale here okay so 1721 frenchman oliver lavasseur lavasseur uh was known as the buzzard because of the speed with which he would attack enemies. He was allowed to operate as a privateer, but within a few months, he turned to the more lucrative career of pirating. With 750 pirate 
uh, pirates over three ships. They came across a Portuguese galleon flying British colors in the port of La Reunion, Reunion, or I guess La Reunion. They put 250 men on board and killed the crew. Lavasser didn't know what was on the ship and was astonished. A local historian described it as a floating treasure house believed to consist of gold and silver bars, precious stones, uncut diamonds, guineas, church plate, and goblets. Each pirate got 42 diamonds and 5,000 gold guineas apiece. They were extra shares for the officers. Lavasser kept the rest. Then the pirate disappeared. It's believed he hid his treasure on the Seychelles Island of Mahe. Okay, now, this is a quote. He broke up his crew in groups of 20 men, my father thought. The crew didn't know where the treasure chamber would be. The treasure was placed in a cave kept for a temporary period, and then when the time came for the proper burial, it was only the burial crew who closed the cavern, and they were then executed. John said no one except Lavassier knew its location. Okay, so this is actually a pretty interesting story. Mm-hmm. When Lavassier was finally captured and executed on the 7th of July, 1730, on La Reunion, he apparently knew there were members of his pirate brotherhood in the crowd. He hurled a piece of parchment into the air, shouting, my treasure for he who can understand. This is totally the Goonies, dude. Like, this is, <laughs> this is better than the Goonies. <laughs> That piece of parchment was a treasure map in the form of a cryptogram of 17 lines. But the cryptogram has been tested to be genuine parchment from the 18th century by the British Museum. Uh, Just looks like 17 lines of jumbled symbols to the untrained eye. Lavassier was an intellectual. He was a Greek and Latin scholar who was versed in Masonic symbology. Mm -hmm. Cruz Wilkins spent years trying to decode the cryptogram using everything from Greek, Hebrew, astrology, astronomy, mythology, and the occult to break the elaborate system of clues. Based on what he uncovered, he believed the bounty was buried according to a complex riddle inspired by the 12 labors of Hercules. And after many years, I uh, identified the treasure to be the stunningly beautiful area of Bel Ombre on Mahe's northern coast, surrounded by turquoise sea, lush vegetation, and huge smooth granite boulders sculpted by the waves. People think John is crazy. (laughs) John has searched more than 40 acres around the Bel Ombre area, exploring crevices and caverns and uncovering what he thinks are pirate markings on rocks. He also found bones, pistols, musket balls, and statues, statuettes. Hmm. All right. So did John find it? John thinks he's found the actual treasure site a cavern just off the beach and mere steps from his home. I guess he he lives in this area, right? I mean, if you were searching <laughs> I mean, for this thing your whole probably, life, you might sure as well. He probably moved to that area right. just because, yeah, it, otherwise, like, what are you going to do? Like, just go there for a week? Right. And, yeah. He said that it's blocked by boulders, only accessed by an underwater tunnel, supposedly protected by a final booby trap over the treasure. This is the good. The problem is, it's illegal to dig government land without a permit. John was shut down by the government in 2009 until he can pay 
250 rupees. That's 18,000. What? 250, excuse me, 250,000 rupees, mm -hmm. which is almost $20,000 to get a license. It's about, it's about $19,000 to get a license. John believes this was done in order to secure the government's stake on the booty hall. Probably. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Exactly like that <laughs> other story. The government owns the land, so they're entitled up to 50%, which is law. Which is what, you know, mm -hmm. the other the other guys, what were their right, names? Right, exactly. The goon like, or whatever their name is. Yeah. The What was their name? The Glockamora. <laughs> yeah, those guys from the blast. So this is crazy. I mean, this guy spent his whole life looking for this. He's found it and he's going to get screwed out of his well, the other hundred million pounds. The other weird thing is you have these pirates that are burying this treasure. Then it's like, I mean, they're stealing this treasure. Then they're like, oh, I got to bury it somewhere. And then it's like, are they ever going to come back to get it? <laughs> it's like, but think about it. It's so funny. It kind of think about how many things like that have for? been left that we're not even aware of. Oh, that people yeah. never told anyone about. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? They're well, all just well, there. And, and that's why people find stuff. Especially in that area. Um, you know, the, uh, I mean, what was it? Like just recently someone found like a old sword that was in the water. It was like 900 year old sword. And, and it was like, fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it had all these like barnacles and stuff on it. But it's like once you clean Cleared all it that off and everything else. And it was like a really super expensive sword, you know. So it's like obviously here in the you know part of america you're not gonna be able to find too much yeah that that was it but um that's but, pretty cool but you know definitely in especially these islands where so many ships and wrecks wreckages happened um you know there's a lot more things that you're gonna you're gonna find in this so um but that's yeah. i think so you know we were just trying to we were having this yeah. conversation let's um actually why don't we play, play a trailer. trailer when we come back we're going to get more into our mm -hmm. theories around treasures and what's really going on and why they're haunted and stuff mm -hmm. because i think that there's more to this than than meets the eye but why don't we play that trailer and then we'll be back with you guys in just a couple minutes the bermuda triangle is one of the most mysterious and paranormal places in the world ships planes and people disappear there never to be seen again are the paranormal aspects of these disappearances really just a myth? Are the tales of boats vanishing off the face of the earth telling us something strange is going on? Why are some missing boats showing up later completely intact, but the entire crew disappeared without a trace? Most compelling of all, phantom ships are still being spotted at sea as mysterious ghost ships. And that's the truly bizarre, mysterious, and fascinating research we did for you today. So strap on your goulashes and hold on tight to the edge. It's going to be a bumpy ride. All right, well, we're back. Um, yeah, you can find all of that good stuff on Rise.TV. That is our subscription platform where, um, yeah, we make ends meet over there. So if you guys would like to um, support our work, we really appreciate it. You get like over 400 videos easily 
um, all kinds of cool things that we've researched, new stuff dropping every week. Um, we've got anything that you've been curious about. We've got series on reptilians, Hitler's mad search for relics during World War II, UFOs, ancient civilizations, mm -hmm. crazy <clears throat> stuff, deep state stuff, everything that you could possibly want. Uh, so definitely check that out. Ben and I have worked really hard on that. And Lindsay. <laughs> Sitting right over there. Yeah, all of us. Whole team, really. For real. Every aspect of it. Oh, and it's good stuff. So much mm -hmm. cool stuff in there. Um, so many different leads that you can find. You can research this stuff for yourself. It's really, really cool. But anyway, back to this uh, yeah. conversation we're having on. You, you know, before you like jump into everything, yeah. the thing that caught my eye out of everything is okay, this is like 1700s. How is this pirate guy, if they this guy can't even go underwater under a tunnel, how in the heck did the pirate take his treasure underwater without even like a scuba diving gear? He said else? that he he used a bunch of other people. They locked mm -hmm. it in. And then when they came back out, they were all executed. He killed them all. That's right. Yeah. The tides too, some places you can access. When the low tides. The tides aren't there. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And he's too. a, this guy is a, this guy is not a dumb dude. So mm -hmm. he's he scouted this place out and knew about it for a while and knew what to do, you know? That's a good point. Okay. Now so. we were just having this conversation. Why are why are treasures so kind of haunted, right? And while I think like your what you were saying is revolved around the treasures themselves having this energy, or maybe even there's some spells that could have been cast, mm -hmm. which is totally a, a like a viable, legitimate thing. I think there's also the element of think about what a person has to give to get that treasure. Like nothing in this world is really for free when you really think about it. Like mm -hmm. you have to give something to get something like this is how it works, right? Like even in the supermarket, you have to pay money to get groceries. That's why we work so that we have some type of currency that we can exchange to live our lives properly. Like that's really what's going on here. Right. And so when you get an overabundance of something without potentially having to work for it, there can be things that come along with that, I think, that are not so good. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about like hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars. And because of what it is, it has this like natural bad luck element to it potentially that where you're not giving something to get it you're just getting a whole lot of it now in the case of this fellow who searched his whole life for this mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think that that's as much of a problem you know it's like it's been his life work and like right. getting compensated for that is an is one thing but we're still talking about 10 billion dollars no, right. well, no, this guy. Well, sorry, well, sorry. Yeah, that's well, what I meant. Hundred million. We're still talking about fifty million. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which he gets or whatever. Technically, half. Even still, I mean, that's still so much money. Even, so you know, much. It's like, well, the government's taking half of it. But he's still. he's an old man. He and at yeah. this point for him, it's probably about the principle. But look what happens every single time you get other people involved in this. Everyone gets greedy mm -hmm. and starts like get getting out of their minds, pretty much. You know. I just watched this interview. Do you um do you ever like listen to Theo Vaughn? 
don't think so. He's a like an up and I guess you could say he's like he's made it big time now, but he's like an up and coming comedian. Oh yeah, super that's funny right. dude. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I do. He had Tucker he Carlson right. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson on last week. They were having this kind of like funny conversation, but it was like it was still like a deep conversation about like stuff that's going on right now. And what's funny is like Theo reaches people that Tucker does not reach, mm -hmm. like because he's so funny. And right. people were like. Wow, Tucker is a cool guy. Like they were really surprised by how like how much of a like funny, cool, easy to talk to guy Tucker was because mm -hmm. I think people have this assumption that Tucker Carlson is this like angry newsman that's telling lies and like he's on here really talking about things that he's worried about and all of this stuff. And one of the things that he brought up in this interview that was really interesting was how um how greed is no longer looked down on. Uh, like, yeah, in the past, like if you were greed, it was like if you were greedy, it was gross. It's like one of the seven deadly sins. Like you were criticized for it, like you being like this, like greedy, slimy, you know, rat or whatever. Wow. And and he was like, look at it now. He's like, people are have been trained to no longer criticize people for being greedy. And he's like, he was kind of like making the point, like, do you think these people that are around us are not greedy. He's like, they are, they're extremely greedy. Like, and he was making the point of these like politicians, like, insane, how are they making yeah. all this money? Yeah. And like, why are yeah. they, why is it that people that tell the truth get persecuted and people that lie, no one cares. He's like, he's like, if people are telling the truth, he's like, how you know they're telling the truth is when they start getting attacked by other people. And, and he's like, if people are True. telling lies, they don't get attacked. And so he was making this point and it was really, really like a really good point. Right. Well, I mean, you can get taxed by the people you're making lies about. But the problem is that usually you're telling those lies because you want money or you're getting money from something. And so then the people that you're attacking don't have the resources to really do any too, too That's much true. about it. You know, that's true. But also people that are lying, people are usually like, this guy's crazy. He's obviously lying. No yeah. one cares. They're like, that, they, that's the other. Aspect but when you're too. telling the yeah. truth and you see all of these people attacking them, he's like, that's how you know they're telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, you know, and uh, hey, upgrade Nerf gun money. Thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> so I just think like this whole point about money and this like search for free money is like a complete trap. Like that is the booby trap mm -hmm. <laughs> for real. You're right. You're right. Because like you, why would you even want to get something for nothing in the first place? That entire idea. Like, do you really think you wouldn't have to give something up for that? Like, oh. look at these people. They go out, they try to find buried treasure. They end up losing their life. Some of them. Yeah. yeah or they lose. They have all of these hardships along the way. Yeah. It's because like, what do you think? You're just going to get this money and like, it's going to be smooth sailing. Well, I, I think there's, there's two different kinds of people too. Some people are doing it more for like the thrill about it too. I mean, sure. like, you know, I, I would love to, to just, you know, spend some time and just be like, wow, this was, you know, more for like the thrill about it. Right. And like, like film it, everything. Like, can we find anything? Is there anything, you know? And it's like, okay, if you don't find anything, then it's like, cool. We, we have a cool story to tell, you know? But I think what, what happens when you get so obsessed with like, you can't, do anything else and this is all you're focusing on then it then it's like okay then your your health is going to deteriorate you're going to start having problems and everything because it's like you're just so obsessed because you want the money whether than 
you know, doing it more for like the journey and the experience and the thrill of trying to find something. Yeah, but that can mm -hmm. very quickly turn it into can. pirating. It and like, could. like, think about what what pirates were doing. <clears throat> they were basically basically like, hey, we can escape all of this, all of the the like uh, rules of our society by basically getting a house on the ship, and then if we can attack and win, we will. And whoever's strongest wins. It's rule of the jungle out there. Mm -hmm. And then how were pirates described in history? Like scoundrels. They had very few teeth, if any. <laughs> you know, ugly, dirty, disgusting well, they, scoundrels. They, they just didn't. Um, yeah, they played by their rules. Right. And they, they weren't like, you know. And the captain was usually the toughest and the baddest. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And but they were also just like disgusting. Like that was gre that's greed taken to the nth degree, you know. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, right, right. So but I think I think the other aspect is too though is that it's not like you know winning the lottery or you know like purposely manipulating the stock market or something like that. It's like you are literally stealing people's money. Literally, like, you know something like this though, especially like when you're talking about so long ago. Um. But I, but also I think it depends on what you're doing with that money too, and you know the intentions behind it. Who's like if what what things are backing it? Um, you know, a lot of the stuff will will end up going into museums too if there's like certain artifacts that are found or anything else. So you know, there's a lot modern of day pirates or politicians. Can you I believe mean, that, that? That's what it comes down to. <laughs> that's totally what it is. Like you know? the pirates of our, like they've privatized, like look, Sam, Sam Bankman freed the other day. He got like uh 99 years in, in prison or something mm -hmm. like that for what he did. Or it was like 119 years in prison for what he did. Like that guy was like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And they were all backing him. And that, that's, that's, that's the, he got thrown under the yeah, bus. Yeah, completely. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah, he did. You know, he probably didn't even really know what he was doing half the time it was probably just being directed by people above him and then yeah completely. oh somebody said um actually well, take karate karate cat screen question and put that in our q a questions we'll answer we'll answer that in the in the question um, oh yeah no no it's yeah okay yeah, we'll, we'll answer we'll, that we'll then wait till we get to the short answer is no but no yeah no definitely not it's just <clears throat> manipulate things oh uh yeah so um yeah i mean it's it's just interesting like you know time changes but the same kind of like dirty people <laughs> are out there doing the things that they do you know right i mean and i mean unfortunately that that's just it i mean this is what the mob realized you know they're like oh we can keep being the mob and do all these things but hey if we had our own people as politicians then we can write write laws and do whatever we want. Well, and, <laughs> and it's yeah, like that's essentially you know what started happening. Yeah, so, the mob was sending people in, but then yeah. also the mob is being hired because the mob doesn't care where they're getting money from. They'll go do. They'll go. They, don't care. they have an organization, you know. No. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna try to make money off of that, doing mm -hmm. whatever they can. So if 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 these politicians or whoever it is have enough money to hire them to do stuff. Well, then they'll just go ahead and, you know, off whoever it is. Yep. 100%. All right. 
Let's see. Um, okay, do we will see what we want to do right now. Do we want to? We have a couple more things to talk about, and then we'll jump in the Q and A. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can actually jump into the Q and A soon. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so yeah, we actually have um, somebody asked. If you guys are, are together, does that mean you're working on something? Oh, that was yeah. Raybert. Yeah, we are actually. We're shooting all of our like holiday, winter, Christmas, outside of that, all of our series we just shot yeah. this weekend. Um, some UFO stuff, near death experiences going to be coming out, and uh, some really cool winter stories that are uplifting and positive. The Halloween was a little bit dark just because it is Halloween. Halloween is Halloween. So we thought, oh, we'll do some lighter things and more positive miracle kind of stuff coming for the holidays and um, some cool UFO content for you guys, too. So. Oh, yeah. And just some some awesome just all kinds of stuff. We shot like I think it was like eight episodes this seven, maybe eight. Oh, my God. We, sat, we shot eight episodes this week. So we've got a lot awesome. coming at you guys. Yeah. Six Christmas. It's going to be cool. Christmas in December every week. <laughs> Right? So yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. And yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. other um just to kind of go through this a little bit. So there's other there's other um like I guess you could say top lost pirate treasure halls in in history. So there was uh Captain William Kidd's treasure. Now, this was a Scottish captain uh named William Kid William Kidd one of the most famous pirates in history. He started as a privateer, but turned to piracy. He was executed in 1701 for murder and piracy. He buried a treasure worth 40,000 British pounds, although rumors stated it was more like 400,000 British pounds. 10,000 pounds were recovered from um, Gardiner's Island off the coast of Long Island and sent to England with Kidd in 1700 as evidence against him. That's pretty interesting. 400,000 pounds is a lot. <laughs> There's a whole lot. That's like. Yeah, read this next one, Ben. This is oh, interesting. Yeah. So Amargo's Prago. Amaro Pargo's <laughs> Amargo treasure. Pargo. So he's Spanish. He's basically known as the Spanish Robin Hood. Gave many of his plundered spoils to the poor. As pop. So this guy was actually as popular as Blackbeard and Sir Francis Drake. So he became the richest man in the Canary Islands. He died in 1747 and his wealth went to his, his heirs. But in his will, he wrote about a chest with a carved wood pattern on the lid, which he kept in his cabin. Inside was gold jewelry, silver, pearls, Chinese porcelains, paintings, fabrics, a bunch of other stuff. So the chest contents... Itemized in a book wrapped in parchment and marked with the letter D. Why D? I'm not sure. Maybe for Drake. However, he didn't tell anyone where the book was. So if anyone found the book, they would essentially find Dude. the treasure. To this day, the book seems to be. Uh, where is Amaro Pargo's book? And furthermore, what kind of mother would name their child Amaro Pargo? <laughs> for real. Well, I guess, yeah. Well, why is it? Oh, no. Yeah. Was, so Sir Francis Drake was the guy that was really popular. But yeah, marked with the letter D. I'm still not really sure why. It was a chest. Anyway. 
Who knows the, why these crazy pirates do what they do? Yeah. Then we got Blackbeard's treasure. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Blackbeard's treasure. So <clears throat> Edward uh, Teach Blackbeard terrorized the West Indies and East Coast of America. Um, this was in the late 17th and early 18th centuries. Uh, he attacked ships rich in gold, silver, and treasures, leaving Mexico and South America on the way back to Spain. The wealth was estimated at $12.5 million, which was relatively little for a pirate of his stature, stature actually. Before his Dang. bloody death in 1718, Blackbeard stated that his real treasure lay in a location known only to him and the devil. Yeah, that's another one that a lot of people talk about where they think they, they're trying to figure out where is the real Blackbeard's treasure. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of other, there's so many of these treasure things, too, that are going on and that people are like other all over the world. There was a guy kind of recently in the last couple of years, he uh, wrote a book. His name is Forrest, Forrest Flynn. He thought he was going to die of cancer in the 80s and he decided to um do something about buried treasure in new mexico and so he literally wrote a book and in the book he left clues to where this treasure could be turned out though he didn't actually die um, of cancer he actually overcame it but he still buried one million dollars and um there has been a couple deaths related to it and he did really feel bad because he wasn't like trying to have people die looking for it but i think it was eventually found somebody actually found it so in the rockies in the rockies yeah okay so he was a um an art art dealer guy and then he ended up doing this so yeah mm. for decade-long search that's pretty cool so, yeah he never he never was like oh i'll just take the million dollars back now he, he actually left it there and was hoping somebody would find it and they did so that that so that's one of the true, uh, you know, more recent treasure stories, but still really cool. Cool. All right. Well, we're about to leave uh, Rise TV, and we're going to go. No, no. I'm sorry. We're about to leave to go YouTube to Rise. TV. We're going to go to Rise <laughs> TV, and um, we're going to be doing a live Q and A, and then we're going to be getting into a meditation and prayer. Um, we're going to be showing a trailer here for the big oil industrial complex, which was a really cool series we did that that outlines basically all kinds of stuff you never knew that really happened uh, with with oil leading up to today. It will blow your mind for sure. Uh, very, very cool series. Um, that's on our Rise.TV platform where you can subscribe just for $9.99 a month and support our work. Uh, where you can uh, help us keep the lights on, you know, help us keep things going and um, bring more of this cool information to you guys. So, uh, and when we get back, we'll be doing again the live Q and A with everybody on Rise TV, having a fun conversation over there, and then going into a meditation and prayer. Do you have anything else to add, man? No, no. See you guys over there. See you over Rise TV. The planet is dying. Reduce, reuse, recycle. We're made to feel guilty for causing climate change. But what if this is a bigger agenda being financed by big oil itself? In Edge of Wonders' explosive series, 
the big oil industrial complex. We ask, is it all a big scam? When it comes to oil, it does so much more than just provide our gas. Yet people know very little about how much oil goes into creating one of the biggest potential health threats on the planet right now. Plastic. Bike to work. Watch your carbon footprint. Don't use plastic straws. Are the companies pointing fingers really the ones responsible for the destruction? Why are there plastics in our blood? And if everyone cares so much, then why is there not more pressure on these massive companies to make changes? Who's really behind it all, and why are they doing this? Is the focus on profits? Making these industries turn a blind eye to what they are really doing to our bodies? Nowadays, plastic isn't everything, including all bubblegum. Get ready for an expose that will turn the oil industry on its head. You won't believe what we found. 